cast him out. And he came to Jesus and he said, I believe, but help my unbelief. And sometimes, you know, that's just a matter of uh, the difference between head knowledge or sense knowledge faith and heart faith. Because you know you should believe and you know there's an element in my head of believing. But something doesn't seem to be working and, and it just stays right there in, in our head. But as we worship God, we trust God, we confess the word, that place will come where it will drop from your head right down into your spirit. And once it drops down into your spirit, there's a knowing in your knower. You know, there's some of those things, you know, you just can't quite explain in natural English, but it drops down in there, and there's a knowing in your know. Not a knowing like, I know this, but I don't, it's not really happening, but a know whether it's happening or not, it drops down into your spirit, and I know that I know that I know that God can take care of it, that God can do what man can't do, what my mind can't figure out. Inside, I know that this is a moment for God to act. God can do it. Amen. Amen? And so when we get to that point where we really begin to realize, wow, there's nothing, right? Whatever you're facing today, you may say, you know what? I've tried this and that. I've tried this prayer. I've tried that prayer. But there's just a place of getting over from the mind into the spirit. There's a place. So how do I get there? Well, you know, Brother Hagin used to say, sometimes you just got to start in the flesh until you get into the spirit. Sometimes it's a matter of like, I don't feel like praising. I can't get my mind shut off about this. It's always thinking about it. And so you got to pray in the spirit or you got to start to worship God. Just get your mind off of it. Right? You know, that we don't have it as much. I don't see them around as much anymore. But, you know, you, we used to, like in, in high school, you know, our pop machines. And so you, you'd put a quarter in. And, man, there was just sometimes, plink, plink, and it would just keep falling out the bottom. But we always, you know, you get to that point of like, man, we'll give this thing a good kick or something. Boom. And then you'll clink and click, push the button, it comes out. And sometimes there's just something in God. You keep thinking about it, comes out. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Every now and then you just have to give yourself a good. Just a good, I'm going to separate myself for a moment. I'm going to fast for a moment. Not as a work. I'm just going to get to a place where I shake that. Whatever's been cycling in my mind, I'm going to shake that off. What's been cycling. So whatever God said drops into my spirit. And all of a sudden, I just a boldness arises. A God faith arises. That nothing's impossible with my God. He's the almighty God. The creator of the heavens and the earth. He's my creator. He knows what's going on in my body. He knows what's going on in my life. Right? If the sparrow doesn't fall to the ground and die without God knowing. If he clothed the lilies of the field with such beauty. Beauty. God doesn't forget about you. He hasn't forgot about how he's made you, how he's created you. He hasn't forgot that Jesus died on the cross. Everything was purchased for your and my total redemption. There's nothing that God can't do. Amen? So if you're dealing with something right now, hallelujah, we're going to just sing that a little bit more. There's nothing our God can't do. Let it get out of your head and drop down into your heart. That there is a conviction and a convincing. God's got this. God's totally got this. I don't have to put, just keep processing it. God's got this. Amen. So let's just worship him with that just a little bit more. Glory to God.
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah. You're a good, good God. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy that endures forever and ever and ever. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We magnify you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Power of your presence. Power of your presence. Meeting needs. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We just endeavor and follow the Holy Spirit. If you, if you have symptoms in your body, just come up here. We want to pray with you. If you want healing, you need healing today. Believe the power of God's present to heal. As we, uh, we do it different ways. People lay hands on. Just come up here if, you're, if you need prayer for healing. We want to pray with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead, just come up here close. We'll go all the way around if we need to. Face this way. Face me about this this close. We'll be good. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and face the platform. Hallelujah. Just decently and in order. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We can't really do anything in and of ourselves but by the anointing. So just say, you know, say this, the moment hands are laid on me. Go ahead and say it out loud. The moment hands are laid on me, I receive the anointing into my body. So when hands are laid upon me, I receive my healing in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. So each one of you raise up your hands. That's where your help comes from. Hallelujah. We're just going to pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. For it's in that name by the power of the blood. Hallelujah. So it's by faith in the blood. By faith in the blood of the Lamb. Those of you out there in the congregation, stretch out your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's something in that corporate anointing. Not, not being a spectator, but participating. Stretch out your hands. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Praise the Lord. There's nothing that our God can't do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you, Lord. We thank you in the name of Jesus by the authority of his word. We command healing to flow into his body right now. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Saturate him with that. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you for healing her body. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we release healing anointing. Just receive it. In the name, in the name, thank you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, command that to be broken in the name of Jesus. Healing power released. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. We release that. Ah, there it is. Thank you, Lord. Ah, in the name of Jesus. Ooh, there you go. Thank you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name Ooh, there you go. Name of Jesus. Top of her head to the soles of her feet. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Command her to be healed and released in Jesus' name. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Take it. In the name of Jesus. Release that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Heal in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Of Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for healing his body. On the basis of your blood, we command healing to flow into his body. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Healing power released in Jesus name in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth command healing in his name Jesus name in the name of Jesus we release that anointing in the name of Jesus in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth <laughs> healing power released in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus we release healing power from the top of her head to the soles of her feet every cell and fiber of her being in the name of Jesus in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth we command healing and restoration miracle working power to be released in Jesus name in the name 
of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for healing power. In the name of Jesus. Miracle working power. Every strategy of the enemy broken in the name of Jesus. Released in the name of Jesus. I command you to loose him and let him go in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Ah, thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Woo. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, healed and whole. Commander to be released and made whole. In Jesus' name. Ah, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Command healing power to flow into his body right now. Uh, thank you, Lord. In the name, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we release healing power. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. In the name, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, healing power. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, health and healing. In the name of the Lord Jesus, there you go. <laughs> healing in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can't do. There's nothing that our God can't do. Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's nothing that's impossible. Nothing that's impossible. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we release healing power right now. Top of his head to the soles of his feet. Thank you, Lord. Healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. <laughs> there you go. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Healed. Healed in the name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord, for breaking every bondage and releasing him into healing and health restored. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, release healing power. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we curse every sickness and disease. 
command healing power to flow from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Uh, you wonder-working God. Because you love. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Nothing that our God can't do. There's nothing that our God can't do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's all just let's all just raise up our hands. Thank Him. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We magnify and we glorify you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. We magnify you, Jesus. You're worthy of all praise and glory and honor. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We could miss it. You might have already come up here, but if you're here, you've just been having problems in your lower neck right here. It's just been there. Just uh, It's been a chronic problem. Um, if that's you, I'd like to pray for you. If that, that's you, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Double dose. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in obedience to the Holy Spirit of God, we speak to this vertebrae right now in the name of Jesus, right up and down this lower, what we say neck, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We command healing, healing power in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we release healing anointing to the base of his neck right there in the name of Jesus. The anointing to work, a healing and a cure in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Right there. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Command the anointing to flow right there up and down those vertebrae. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Commanded. 
that which is damaged to be made whole. Every nerve, <laughs> the vertebrae to be made. Yeah, thank you, Lord. No more. No more. Man, healing power to flow in. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the name. Thank you for the blood shed. Price paid. Price has already been paid. Price has already been paid. We declared on the basis of the blood, we lay claim to her healing right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord. Working at the base of his neck right now to bring a healing, a healing and a cure, a restoration, a restoration. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord. Up and down, up and down his spine. Thank you, Lord. By the anointing. Thank you, Lord. The anointing. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, right now. Man, healing power to flow, to create a healing and a cure. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the anointing. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Restoration. Thank you, Lord. Restoration and healing. Right there. Right there. In the name of Strengthening by the power of God. Restored by the power of God. Healed. Healed, made whole by your mighty power. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the blood of the Lamb. Thank you for the blood of the Lamb. In the name of Jesus. Ooh. Glory to God. Flowing in. The balm of Gilead. Thank you, Lord. Your healing anointing flowing. Every part, every nerve. The vertebrae, where they meet, connect, God, make whole and heal. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. <clears throat> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. 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 Right now we pray over this cloth for this injury that surgery has not seemingly been able to repair. Father, we recall the woman in Mark chapter 5. Physicians had done all that they could do. But when she touched the hem of your garment, she was made whole. So right now, Father, they've done what they can do. We pray right now that anointing saturates this cloth when it's brought to this individual. That that anointing would flow right into the damaged part of that finger, working a miracle. Working a miracle to bring healing. Restore that finger to its normal movement, full ranges of motion, no more pain. The joints, the bones, the tendons, the ligaments, the veins, God, everything made right by the power of the living God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is good. His mercy endures forever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When we look at somebody next to you, say, Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Welcome to 1030 edition of New Creation Church. Hallelujah. If you're visiting with us this morning, we're glad that you're here. Hallelujah. If, uh, you know, as we just prayed there, uh, there are manifestations. He, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, certainly manifestations of the Holy Spirit, gifts of healings, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and so uh, just endeavoring to follow the Spirit of God as He leads us uh, concerning healing, praying for the sick. Uh, uh, even in Mark, the 16th chapter, Jesus said, These signs will follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. And so if you've not been in a meeting like that where the sick have been prayed for, it's really just a endeavoring to follow the Spirit of God. Uh, God loves people. Amen. He loves people. Jesus died on the cross, bore stripes upon his back on the whipping post, and the Bible declares uh, in his word, by his stripes, you are healed. And even as we studied eternity, really the word eternal last week, that that which is eternal, we don't understand it in time. But what gets caught in time is subject simply to increase and decrease, to becoming and decay. And so that's generally how we look at things. But in eternity, they're not. They're the way God sees them all the time. It's eternal. It has no beginning. It has no end. It has a sameness. And so as God moves through time, He brings eternity into our time, but it's the same. 
And so really his healing, when it declares that by his stripes we are healed, it's the same. He said that, we look at it prophetically, that like he said it in time, about a time to come. But Isaiah said it with much conviction that he was wounded for our transgression. He was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. That's the tense he talked about it in. Then you come across where Jesus actually experienced it. Then you see where Peter declared what he had seen, but in God it it always has been. It always has been. And so it's tough, tough for us to grasp. We catch glimpses of it. We get, catch glimpses of the eternal realm in the spirit, right? And sometimes in the natural and time and space, it's like, ooh, this is kind of freaking me out. Um, but it's not really intended to freak you out. It's really intended to see that God knows and he sees, he understands. This, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right? Jesus is the same. He was the same yesterday. He's the same today as he was when he hovered with God and everything that was created that is created. The Bible says everything was created by him and for him and through him. Jesus, well, how was that? I thought God was there. He's in God. God's in him. Always has been. Always will be. He's exactly the same. He's the same as when he went to the cross. Why? Because he lives from eternal life. He stepped into time and space, but he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. How did the prophet declare his mercies are new every morning? Because his mercies, he didn't stir up a batch of new mercy. Because, see, we see it in time. He must have had a new mercy this morning that will come to an end by the time the sun goes down. He'll have to make new mercy tomorrow. No, his mercies are exactly the same today as they were yesterday, as they will be tomorrow. So to us, it seems like I've made mistakes. I need mercy. I go, but it's the same. He didn't create a new batch Same mercy. Man, aren't you thankful for God? Man, that mercy, when Jesus sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat, it wasn't just a covering blood like the bulls and goats. It was spotless blood. And the value of that blood, the precious value of that blood, the blood of Jesus. Man, as soon as we begin to understand the value of that blood, we begin to all of a sudden see ourselves with the value that God gives us, the value of the blood. So the higher always, the lower always gives way to the higher. So in types and shadows of the Old Testament, there was the blood of bulls and goats. And why? Because for the sin of mankind, innocence had to be poured out for sin. For God declared it in the very beginning when he created man, the wages of sin would be death. And God's not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent, that he would go back on what he established from the very beginning of time. And so when sin came, death was required to satisfy justice. And so in the beginning, we have the blood of bulls and goats, a lesser value, but a sign and a knowing in the law that man in and of himself, uh, because of sin, could not perfectly walk in the law. He couldn't do it by himself of his own strength without God. God didn't create 
us to do it all by ourselves. He created us to live with him in life so that through his mighty power, we might be able to resist, overcome, be victorious, guard and tend to everything that God has given to us and not be weary, not wear out, not grow tired in the sense. Sin came and brought all that. And so innocence to let God know your sin, man, your sin has cost an innocent life. And he started with that, then he instituted the law, and now he said it, it not only costs an innocent life, but it's actually going to cost you. You're going to have to bring the best of your herd, the very best, and give it to me so that I can, by that value of that, cover your sin for one year. And so they went on like that, right? Hundreds and hundreds of years. Not sufficient, but man having to understand we have to come to God every year. Not because God's an egotist, but because God has a design. And so that blood of bulls and goats had some value, but he also said, see, this can't do it for you because you're human, and the human life, come on, listen, you might not see all this, but listen to me, because society is trying to mingle everything and diminish the value of your life that God has made so valuable and precious. Jesus even said, look at the sparrows, look at the other creation. If God would take care of it, how much more valuable are you? So when we start to mingle everything, we begin to allow that value to be diminished in our life. Like I'm not as valuable. And so we have a self-esteem problem in our culture. And we're not sure why and people can't figure it out. And even psychologists are trying to pad it in whatever way they can and trying to boost people up to have a self-esteem. But it is a self-estimation, making an estimate of my value. And because of everything around us and the cost and the glitz and the glitter, we're always trying to say, I'm not valuable, but if I have this kind of automobile, that'll make me be more valuable. If I wear these kind of clothes, it'll make me more valuable. In other words, I see this value of silver and gold and money, and if I had enough money, that would show my value, yet there's a longing on the inside that says, no, that's not quite it. But when we realize that the very Son of God Himself, Jesus, became flesh into a human body for a specific reason, to give the value of a human life, but a sinless human life. And he poured it all out with his own precious blood. He said this is the most valuable thing that has ever been offered for anything, anywhere, anytime. And he said, I did it because it was required to totally wash you from your sin. Not cover it one year, but eliminate... The sin and the consciousness of it. Now, there's a lot of Christians that go, okay, I've I, I, I prayed, I've accepted that, but you still have a consciousness only because you don't yet know or have faith in the blood. But when you start to grasp a knowledge of the blood and the value of the blood, the true value of the blood, you weren't redeemed by silver and gold. You couldn't do enough. You couldn't pay enough. There wasn't all the gold in the world that could pay for your redemption and forgiveness of sin. 
It took the pouring out of his life, but in that and recognizing that, it's not just that, that value and going, oh, Jesus, you're so valuable, when you realize that that is the price that was paid for your life. Not just my life. Not just somebody you think, wow, they're really, getting, they're really doing well, man. God must really love them. And you think, wow, what, what did they do for God to love them? Nothing except for know that they have more value than a bull and a goat. They have more value than simply an animal. They have more value than silver and gold. They have the value of the creation of God. That God loves you so much as sons and daughters of God. He poured out his life. And the moment you realize that, your self-estimation will come up. Not because of what you've done. I have self-esteem because of all the things I've done. No, there's such a humility, yet an increase in value. And now when I see my own value, why would I give myself over to things that devalue me? The enemy is trying to surround you with people, and maybe has, through abuses, verbal abuses, physical abuses. The way they've treated you devalued your life. Maybe their words, maybe a boss, things all over the world, maybe a marriage situation that went wrong. You just thought I wasn't good enough. Something, something about me happened. Something took place. I'm just not able. And God said, put away all that thinking. Anything in this world, its value is determined by what somebody's willing to pay for it. You may go into a shoe store and look at it and see what everybody's buying and go look at the price tag and say, <laughs> not worth it. Maybe not to you, but the next person who walks in the store that pays that price just said it's worth it. And they'll keep that price on it because somebody's willing to pay that price. You might not have been, but somebody was. Somebody might not be willing to give their life for you because they don't value you. But Jesus did. Not gonna. He's not waiting to see how you do in life. He already said the value of your life because he paid his own precious blood. And he set value to you. He set value to you. And Paul prayed for the Colossian church with fervency. And he said, I pray that God would fill you with the knowledge of his will. God has a will for your life. We look at the Bible and his desire for you is of good and not evil. It's of a future. And I hope you may say, well, I'm not living it. I'm, I'm having a tough time. Come on, that's why we're telling you, if you could just grasp the blood of Jesus. It won't make everything around you perfect. There's evil people. There's people that will still come tomorrow and try to devalue you. But when you know who you are in Christ, they can't devalue you. Your work may need some uh, uh, doing better, right? There's some things that may need to do better, but it doesn't determine your value. Your value is already set because the blood of Jesus has already been paid. And when you accept that price for your life, 
God has a purpose and a plan, an eternal will for your life, a direction for your life. And in that direction, he said, if you'll go with me, I'll bring you through every, everything. And when you go in lacking, when you go in feeling devalued, if you'll stay with me, you'll come out the other side complete and entire, lacking nothing. So Paul prayed, he said, I, I pray that, that, that he'd fill you with the knowledge of his will, with wisdom and spiritual understanding. You can't grasp it in just your carnal mind. You can't look around and go, well, how's this working? It's something that God wants to reveal to you. He wants to show you how his plan works and all that he's done for you and bring light to you to shine up darkness. But he said, I pray for the, you that you would be strengthened by the Spirit and able to walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. When you read that, you're like, oh, man, I'm not worthy. I can't do that. He said, no. Once you know the will of God for your life, and you know that his will is that you don't perish, but you have everlasting life, and that you come into the knowledge of Jesus, and all of a sudden you know the price that was paid for you, you begin to rise up and walk. And literally that means when it says worthy, that you begin to rise up and understand and walk in the value that has been placed upon your life. So that when you go out and you watch what the media has to say, or tell you how you ought to live up and go with the flow of the world. When you go to work, when, when somebody says something about you, you don't all of a sudden say, well, this, I guess I just don't, I'm not worthy, I don't measure up. No, something on the inside rises up and says, they are not knowledgeable of your value. Do not let that change your course. Because you are valued at the precious blood of Jesus. He redeemed your life from destruction. Redeem means to ransom back. The sin of Adam captured every single human being's life. And a price was attached to it to get free from that sin. And the price attached was the shedding of blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. That sin and death demanded justice, a life brought for a life to be redeemed. But the blood of bulls and goats couldn't do it for a man. But one man, Jesus Christ, shed his blood and paid the price for every man. Not hypothetically, so you could struggle. But in all reality, that when we know the truth, my life has been paid for. I am no longer subject to sin, its consequences, it's temptation or it's results because the power of it was broken. The slavery that dominated my life was broken, and I now belong to him. Lock, stock, and barrel. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, I belong to him. When I hold back, there's areas that he can't do anything. I've kept that way when I give it all to him, when I realize I'm not my own. As Paul said to the Corinthian church, why are you giving your body over to those things that devalue you? Don't you know you're a member of the body of Christ? Would you ever take a piece of Christ's body and give it to a harlot? Would you ever take a piece of Christ's body and give it to worry and distress and to destruction? Oh, we wouldn't even think about it that way. But he's, he's trying, Paul's trying to say, listen, why would you do that when you've been bought at the price? He said, didn't you know that? Most, most of the time we don't know that. But he's trying to communicate that once we know, 
We won't give ourselves to that. And we'll start to realize where Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Why don't you stand up? You know what, I'm going to read this. This, this uh, You can stand up. It shouldn't take me too long. Even if I read it at a third grade pace, we'll still get out. We'll be all right. <clears throat> this talks about redemption. It says two things are needful. Uh, first, a deeper sense of our need. Second, a desire to better understand the blood. The blood was shed to take away sin. And the power of the blood is to bring to nothing the power of sin. It was shed to take away sin, right? And the power of it brings to nothing the power of sin. We are, unfortunately, too easily satisfied with the first beginnings of deliverance from sin. Oh, that what remains of sin in us might become unbearable to us. May we no longer be complacent about the fact that we as redeemed ones, sin against God's will in so many ways. May the desire for holiness become stronger in us. Shouldn't the thought that the blood has more power than we can comprehend and can do for us greater things than we have yet experienced cause our hearts to reach out for it with strong desire? All right, you didn't get that, I don't think. May we desire for the holiness to become stronger in us. Shouldn't the thought that the blood has more power than we can comprehend and can do for us greater things than we have yet experienced cause our hearts to reach out for it with strong desire? If there were more desire for deliverance from sin, for holiness and intimate friendship with a holy God. It would be the first thing needful for being led further into the knowledge of what the blood can do. Desire must become expectation. As we inquire from the word in faith that the blood has accomplished, what the blood has accomplished. It must be a settled matter with us that the blood can manifest in full power also in us. No sense of unworthiness or ignorance or helplessness must cause us to doubt. The blood works in the surrendered soul with a ceaseless power of life. Surrender yourself to God, the Holy Spirit, fix the eyes of your heart on the blood. Open your whole inner being to its power. The blood on which the throne of grace in heaven is founded can make your heart the temple and throne of God. Take shelter under the ever-continuing sprinkling of the blood. Ask the Lamb of God himself to make the blood effective in you. And you will surely experience that there is nothing to compare with the wonder-working power of the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you, we praise you, and we magnify you. For everybody healed, for everybody delivered, for every person in this room, 
We ask you for manifested presence of the Spirit of God. Strengthening each one concerning your mighty power. That we might see that we, the power of sin has been broken. That we've been washed. That we've been cleansed. We've been sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. That we would turn from our former conduct realizing that we are free to turn away from it. That we would turn to you. Not in a religious manner, but truly turn to you in life, for life, recognizing that the power to live life to its full comes because of the blood shed and the power of the Holy Spirit that would reside on the inside of us who believe. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here this morning, we had a different kind of service this morning where we prayed for the sick. We shared some with the Word. But if you're this morning and you know that you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, maybe your life has been devalued. Maybe you struggled with abuse or trouble in your marriage or divorce or anything that would bring you down and make you feel like, I'm not worthy. I hope God loves me. I hope I measure up. We just shared a few things with you today that would let you know in your heart that Jesus values your life much higher than anyone else. Any circumstance that has tried to devastate you and devalue you, the blood of Jesus lifts you out of that. Places a higher value than anyone could ever imagine. If you're here this morning, you say, that's me. I've felt devalued. I've been without the feeling of life and health. I need Jesus. You just slip your hand up. I want to pray with you this morning. Anybody at all, you say, today's my day. I need Jesus. Hallelujah. I see that hand. Once you put it up, you can put it back down. Anybody else want to join this one in the name of Jesus? I see that hand. I'll, all right. Anybody want to join these two? Hallelujah. Praise God. He'll wash you, make you white as snow, the Bible says. Any man that be in Christ is a new creation. Old things have passed away and everything becomes new. I see that hand. Anybody else? Old things become new. I see that hand. Anybody else? Old things become new. You can stand today and say on this day, I made Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. My sin and the penalty of it has been washed away. He said you'll be a new creation and everything comes out of fellowship with God as we grow in it. Anybody want to join these who've raised their hand? Anybody else? We're going to give it about 15 seconds. I see that hand. Anybody else? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Five seconds. Four. I see that hand. Three. Two. One. Hallelujah. All right. We all want to pray this together. If you raise your hand, it's the very first time. Jesus has come into your heart. He said that if you'll confess him as Lord... Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You'll be saved. We're just going to pray a simple prayer that will help you utter these words. As you pray them from your heart, the Spirit of God will hear you and come into your heart. Wash your sin away. Create a brand new beginning. And that new, brand new beginning is in a relationship with him. So let's all pray this together. Say, Father God, I come to you this morning. And I'm ready to lay my life down. And my way of doing things. I believe in my heart. 
that you came to the earth. That Jesus, you died for my sin. God raised you from the dead so that I could be forgiven and justified. So this morning, I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Thank you for forgiving my sin and making me a new creation. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you raise your hand for the first time, you're thinking like, what's the big deal? Well, all of heaven is having a party right now. And so people who have accepted Jesus know what a thrill it is to start with him. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to give you just a, a gift packet of a few mini books. It's not, you're not joining the church or anything. They'll, they'll just be things that you can read real quickly that will help you understand a little bit more about that prayer you just prayed, being free from sin and moving forward with God. There will be altar workers right up here. If you have anything else you want prayed for, they'll pray with you about that. But please, if you prayed that prayer, please come up, receive that gift from me. Uh, I'll be out there at the door. I would love to shake your hand and, and welcome you into the kingdom of God. Um, praise the Lord. Uh, great days ahead. God's doing amazing things. Why don't you say this as we go? What God did in Christ Jesus far exceeds any damage done to me by Adam's fall. You can be dismissed. Make it a great day. Praise the Lord. Oops. God bless a baby. What a cutie. How old is she? Is she or he? He. How old is he? Sorry, I won't ever call you a sheep again. How old? What a beautiful baby. What a beautiful baby. Hi, I'm Mark. Jubilee. Okay. Hi, I'm Mark. Aiden. Aiden. 